You're listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature. This is Father Mark Bulos, and you are listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature podcast. In this week's episode, Father Paul refers to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 to help illustrate the reality of Genesis chapter 1, in which darkness and the waters function negatively. I am happy to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. Let's go now in more detail into the interconnection between and oneness of the divine actions or the one divine activity of days one through four and show how the vocabulary looks ahead not only to Genesis chapters one through 11 but actually to the entire scripture as I showed in my rise of scripture. Day one, the making of the human domain where the human action activity takes place is the basic cyclical unit, the 24-hour period. More specifically, the human's activity takes place during daytime, that is when there is light. Night darkness is the time when humans rest or sleep, that is, are inactive, except for clandestine activities that are viewed negatively. My classic text here is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, the beginning verses. But as to the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need to have anything written to you, for you yourselves know well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. When people say there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as travail comes upon a woman with child and there will be no escape. But you are not in darkness, brethren, for that day to surprise you like a thief who comes in the night. For you are all sons of light and sons of the day. You are not of the night and of darkness. So then, let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep away and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. It is an unbelievable text that reflects the reality of Genesis 1. Notice that in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, darkness and the waters are already there as an expression of the tohu wabuhu, that is, whose function is a negative one, and are thus not made by God, at least in the context of Genesis 1, where the result of his activity is always qualified as good, which is repeated as a refrain at the closure of each 24-hour period. So that's important to remember. So when you're speaking, you cannot say, God did not create 
the darkness and this I just quoted you a text from Isaiah where he bara the darkness but functionally in Isaiah it is different light day let me say a few words on this connection remember it's the delineation of the basic unit in the life of the human being and animals this day night day night God made the light but not the darkness yet he controls both just as he does the waters which he has not made according to Genesis 1 and God saw the light was good and God separated him deal the light from the darkness the day is defined by God and not the sun and moon that will function merely as unnamed instruments of God's will and plan for them. God called already the light day and the darkness he called night and there was evening and there was morning one day. He separated and called and you don't hear about the luminaries until the fourth day who will be doing the action of God. When did this happen on the day? It does not matter. The days are the days that are defined by the author. Meaning that the delineation of what is essential in the life of the human being and animals and vegetation, this cycle, daily cycle, is done by God before everything else. Remember the importance of the one day it is God who makes the light functional and thus defines the day let's hear closely the text and see how it prepares for day four where the sun and moon are not the definers of light and day but merely instruments made by God in the same way as light is in order to help the human beings differentiate between days years and seasons okay let's go one more time and God said that there be light and there was light and God saw that the light was good and God separated the light from darkness in 14 to 18 we hear and God said let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens very interesting to separate the day from the night and let them be lights in the firmaments of the heavens to give up all light and God made the two great lights the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night he made the stars also and God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light upon earth to rule over the day and over the night and to separate the light from the darkness and God saw that it was good and there was evening and there was morning a fourth day so they are functional as servants for the action of God and those who know remember how in the Psalms at the end they are part of all the servants of God you know that do his bidding what God produces creates, makes, makes functional 
is first a reality that is both verb and noun at the same time, which is or, alif, waw, resh. Or means light, and or means enlighten, more specifically, act as light. The hifil is to enlighten, to give the light to someone else. But the or itself means both. Now, the nominalized verb ma'or, which is luminary, and it's plural me'orot, functions only in the hifil. One can hear the connection between ma'or and me'ir. Let me quote you this text of Isaiah 27, verses 10 and 11. For the fortified city is solitary, a habitation deserted and forsaken, like the wilderness. There the calf grazes, there he lies down and strips its branches. When its bows are dry, they are broken. Women come and make a fire of them. For this is a people without discernment. Therefore, he who made them will not have compassion on them. He that formed them will show them no favor. In the Hebrew, we hear that the women... who come and make fire on them is the translation of me'irot otah in verse 11. Her, because katsir is a singular noun, to make something that produces light. You know how the English went around and said, women come and make fire of them. There is no way you as here would connect that the verb used there is the feminine plural participle of the verb or in the hifil, producing light. And this is very important for my case. So the waters above and below are separated so that the firmament be functional. Now I would like to go to the end and give importance to the two luminaries in verse 14 being signs and seasons and for them to be unto signs and to seasons and to days and to years. Three words I would like to discuss. Number one, 
the use of a verb which is mashal to describe the function of the two luminaries which is found in verse 16 the great luminary to rule over the day li mem shalit hayom and to rule over the night now this is found in the middle of the passage about the luminaries so we have the verb mashal and you have this stretch of days and years which is the other basic cycle but before them you have the two words otot signs and muadim which is translated as seasons I would like here after I have discussed the importance of Ibdil in Genesis 1 to show my hearers how its importance extends into the biblical story and teaching in Leviticus chapter 10 verse 10 we hear you are to distinguish between the holy and the common and between the unclean and the clean the importance of this distinction the same verb another text from Leviticus and again bear with me all these things are important I'm reading here Leviticus 11 41 to 47 very quickly every swarming thing that swarms upon the earth is an abomination it shall not be eaten whatever goes on its belly and so on and I'm the Lord your God consecrate yourselves therefore and be holy which is the holiness for I'm the Lord who brought you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God you shall therefore be holy I'm holy this is the law pertaining to beast and bird and every living creature that moves through the waters and every creature that swarms upon the earth again in this connotation of the entire creation to make a distinction habdil between the unclean and the clean and between the living creature that may be eaten and the living creature that may not be eaten so it's interesting after having heard habdil way back now suddenly it appears in a similar setting that mentions the creation but somehow it stresses that point that is important in the law where you have to act according to a way that shows that you make a separation between unclean and clean, holy and not holy. Okay, let me go to Leviticus chapter 20, verses 24-26, quickly. But I have said to you, shall inherit their land, and I will give it to you to inherit, a land flowing with milk and honey. I'm the Lord your God, who have separated you from the peoples. No, the separation is not only between clean and unclean. It is also between you 
behavior-wise in the other nations. You shall therefore make a distinction between the clean beast and the unclean. So notice these two verses. Again, it's the verb hibdil. He is moving from asking them to separate between animal and animal to show that you are different from the other nations who do not separate. So it's not something that has value per se, it is something that has value as related to the command of God. And with this, I go back to Genesis 1, where it is through the will of God is command that the separation takes place. And that, according to me, should never be forgotten. But it cannot be done except through the link. Now, in this case, you can hear it in English because the English has still the roots separate, but it will be for you an effort to remember Genesis 1 when you are hearing Leviticus. The Bible as Literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network.